0: News just in, a vital victory for inclusivity in Formula One racing, or alternatively, just empty tokenism promoted by a vacuous windbag. How new paint on the Silver Arrow F1 race cars appears to highlight a bigger and far more insidious problem in the boardroom at Daimler. Details next. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au, and I get new cars cheap for buyers here in Australia. You can inquire at the website about that. A quick Lewis Hamilton update in case you missed my earlier report on this. I'm absolutely certain the F1 champ is operating from a place of generally good intentions, although frankly sometimes he is a bit of a pest, kind of like most of the rest of us. But Mr Hamilton's recent high-profile comments on racism, slavery and related issues do seem to me to be, at best, somewhat ignorant of prominent 20th century history, particularly in respect of acknowledged facts concerning the conduct of two of Mr Hamilton's biggest sponsors. These companies, Mercedes-Benz and Hugo Boss, used slaves during World War II, basically. Conveniently overlooked in the context of current events and statements. And it does seem, again, let's be kind, somewhat odd for Mr. Hamilton to appoint himself a retrospective anti slavery ambassador and campaigner when he, in fact, has made millions of dollars from companies which put themselves on the map using slave labour in the middle of the 20th century. Just saying. There's no credible debate about whether Mercedes-Benz and Hugo Boss used slave labour during World War II. None. It's just a fact, okay? I've done a full report on that, and it's presented in what I hope is a fair and balanced way. There's a link to that report in the transcript down below if you missed it. And I mean absolutely no disrespect to Mr. Hamilton. This report is not intended to be a vector for hate or vilification of him. He is a legendary race driver of outstanding caliber. There's no doubt on that either. But perhaps he should just stick to doing that and commenting on that. The twist here is the Mercedes F1 cars, the legendary silver arrows, are no longer silver. They're painted black this year a symbolic gesture of support for the Black Lives Matter movement at Mr Hamilton's behest. He's the driving force behind this. They will race for the very first time in this new emblematic non-colour this weekend. Mr Hamilton and his teammate will race in corresponding black overalls this year as well, and the end racism message will be displayed on both cars. Mr. Hamilton said, It's so important that we seize this moment and use it to educate ourselves, whether you are an individual, brand or company, to make real meaningful changes when it comes to ensuring equality and inclusivity. Real and meaningful changes when it comes to ensuring equality and inclusivity. These buzzwords are straight from the Social Justice Warrior Handbook, I'm pretty sure. To which I would respectfully retort, equality and inclusivity are essential features of any truly free and enlightened society. Ending racism is an admirable objective, no doubt on this, but two black cars and matching jumpsuits plus a slogan does not constitute meaningful change in this area, it just doesn't. Or if it does, I certainly don't see how. It does not even illuminate a path in that broad direction, in my estimation. This new non-colour scheme is hardly a turnaround for repressed groups anywhere on the planet. It's just not. It's a shallow virtue-signalling token by really rich dudes who are comprehensively out of touch, in my estimation. And you are, of course, free to make your own determination on this. I could be unable to judge and therefore disqualified by virtue of simply being a tired old white-skinned cynic whose association with the mainstream media for decades has sucked out his soul and left him a withered husk on every day ending in y. I said that like it's a bad thing. And just to be crystal on this, okay, black lives certainly do matter. All lives matter ending racism is admirable. I got no problem with the theory here, just the execution in this case. And I say this because well, let's set the scene, okay? I say it because Mercedes is owned by Daimler AG in Germany, which was founded 94 years ago. In 2019, Daimler enjoyed revenue of 173 billion euros. It produced 3.3 million vehicles, and it employed almost 300,000 people. I find this whole charge towards inclusivity, led by black race cars and matching jumpsuits, this F1 sideshow, I find it to be unbelievably shallow and incredibly tokenistic because, well, Because that's the board of management of Daimler. Out of 300,000 people on the payroll, these are the six dudes and duos dudettes who rose to the top. I'm not a sociologist. I'm not a genealogist or a geneticist or any other kind of expert on race or heritage or ethnicity, so I could easily be dead wrong. But as far as the superficial optics go, it seems fair to say that perhaps Daimler could try just a little bit harder to represent on the diversity front in the boardroom, if they really do care about this issue at a deep and fundamental level, because they sure as shit seem to be cut from the same... Cultural cloth, at least to me. Perhaps they are, in fact, the eight best people for the job. I don't know. Perhaps there is a wide-ranging cultural diversity in the boardroom, which is less than apparent from this photograph. And perhaps other non-ability-related criteria factored into their selection because of a latent and less-than-enlightened defect in the selection process. And I'm going to leave that to you to debate in the comments below. Perhaps this is a challenge to be embraced by the Daimler AG board, you know, once they get society more broadly back on track with those vital black race cars and matching driver jumpsuits. I wish them good luck with that, but I do fear it's going to be ineffective. If one wanted to make real change here vis-à-vis inclusivity I'd suggest that boardrooms of this nature would not actually be a bad place to start, so long as the best qualified people ultimately get the jobs.